0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast.
1: That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hey, 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 AP. Hi, Murph. How's it going? Well, it's going great. At the time of this recording... I am in the process of packing up to leave the frozen tundra of Iowa for a week of bikes and sunshine from oh. Runner Tour. Here I come.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, how do you decide? Do you pack a jacket just to get to the airplane or do you leave that sucker behind?
1: I know. <laughs> I know. And uh, I did get a message from the um, the party planner, Mr. Pat Mabin, and mm. he said, it's a little bit chilly here in Florida, so pack oh. accordingly. And so then I Googled, you know, current temperature in uh, Florida, and it was like 75. I'm like, oh, I don't think he understands where I'm coming from. So, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how I'm going to yeah. go from 20 degrees to 75 Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds delightful. And say hi to Pat and everybody else down there. Um, There's going to be quite a few Iowans down there, aren't there?
1: Yeah. So this the Rum Runner Tour, I think there's like 22 people, but Mm. among them are quite a few Iowans, people that you guys as listeners know and love. A lot of them have been on the pod. And Mm -hmm. um, I may try and uh, I'm going to take my podcast equipment. So you may be hearing, uh, actually you are today, hearing a episode that I record in the future, but you're hearing it in a few seconds. So, I, I yeah. Is that like time travel? I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: I think that's like Scooby Doo stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, watch out for people hiding in masks behind the bushes because, like, <laughs> you're in the future, but you're in the past. But look, yeah. All you got to know is that today's podcast guest is a name that you and I are familiar with. And I think your listeners will definitely know. Denise Mueller.
1: Yes. Denise Mueller will be on the Rum Runner Tour, and I'm going to, yeah. or I did, I'm going to and I did, <laughs> sit down with her to talk about all things. Um, she's known as the fastest cyclist on earth, yes. and she's on today to talk about records. She broke a new record recently, and also to talk about e-bikes and a few more things.
0: Yeah. Denise is an incredible cyclist awesome to talk to she just a lot of fun and if you don't know who denise is already you're about to and she holds the world record for paced bicycle land speed which means she rode her bicycle under her own power for at 184 miles an hour
1: yes it is i mean seriously you guys you can watch the video of her making that record, and I still hold my breath every time I watch it. Yeah, yeah. So recently I mentioned she broke another record, and listen to this. So a team of five women, including Denise, broke what's called the Women's World Record in Human-Powered land speed. And so it's it's a thing called the Sprocket Rocket. And (laughs) Uh you have you should Google it because it looks kind of like the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, but it's straight. (laughs) It's straight and low to the ground. Yeah. Um, But it's 750 pounds,
2: 45
1: feet long. And they went from zero miles an hour, human powered, got all the way up to 61.94 miles per hour.
0: Oh, I think they could just go ahead and round that right up to sixty-two in my book. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah, it, it's like it's like a recumbent. You know, they're they're yeah. all kind of stacked behind each other. So also a really cool video to watch. So yeah, um, yeah. Denise is going to tell us about her world records team Sprocket Rocket.
0: Yeah, and if you'd like to find out more outside of the podcast, you can look it up at team Sprocket dot com, um, and I'm sure on Denise's in all of her social media as well. Yes. Um, I also wanted to throw in a plug before we get to this incredible interview. I wanted to throw in a little plug because RAGBRAI route announcement registration has opened where if you'd like to go to the route announcement party where we reveal where you will be riding your bike next summer, go ahead and join us at this party. Um, you can find out more information at ragbri.com. I have it all there and on all of our social by social medias.
1: Yes. And I will be there. AP yeah, will yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the date is January 27th. That's right. And all day before the party, there will be
0: the Iowa Bike Expo, which is held in the same building, the Iowa Event Center. And Morphology and I will have a podcast booth. Yes, if care to we say hello.
1: Yes, we will definitely be asking people to chat. And just to clarify, yeah. the bike expo is the same day as the route yes. party, right? Yes. Okay. So expo Absolutely. during the day, route party at night. Uh, it kind of like. I mean, you live RAGBRAI year round. Well, I guess I kind of do too. But that is always like kind of the stepping stone of like, oh my gosh, it's happening. It's really here. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: yeah, I get too excited. So I kind of mix it up. So yeah, the expo is first and it's free. And then the party you'll need to register and pay for because you'll get a pint glass and a beer and uh, some appetizers. So And music, and a band. live music. Yeah, yeah. And a cool band. And I think they're called the Bad Friends. So um, yeah. It's going to be exciting.
1: Hmm, cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait to hear more about the roundhouse, but what I really want to hear about is Denise. So let's get on to this interview. All
1: right. Let's get to it. All right. Well, a very big welcome to Denise Mueller. Hi, Denise. Hi. Thank you. Glad to be uh, with you in person for this podcast.
2: Yep, absolutely. While we're riding our bicycles. Yes. Well, not at the exact moment. Yeah, we're not on
1: our bikes right now, but should we tell the listeners like our exact location right now?
2: Well, yeah, why not? (laughs) We're right by the
1: amazing Key Largo on
2: the water. Oh my gosh. After riding 60 plus miles today. Yes,
1: we are looking at catamarans and big boats and water and actually within site is a beautiful bar that we'll be heading to in a few minutes, but um, I'm so happy that Denise was able to take a little time. I know you're in your swimsuit. You probably should be at the pool right now, but you said, I want the Just Go Bike podcast listeners to hear about (laughs) Denise Mueller. (laughs) Aw, thank you. Um, And as Andrea and I mentioned in the intro, uh, we have an entire episode that you and I did several years ago, right? Maybe. I guess I don't even remember the year. Maybe 2021. Yes. It, uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly yeah, what year it was. Yeah. So, um, before we get into all of the really, really cool stuff, will you tell the listeners um, briefly where you live, and maybe like yeah. what the cycling culture is like there? absolutely so i live in san diego california
2: oh yeah which is where i've been my entire life whoa when i raced as a teenager um ironically where i live now i'm able to look at the hill called tory pine so if anybody yeah. is aware of that area i can actually watch the cyclists doing repeats up tory pine so you just never know how life comes full circle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so san diego and the cycling culture my gosh um Good weather, beautiful roads. Um, San Diego is an awesome place for cycling. A little more aggressive with the drivers. So Uh, you just have to always balance that out. But I love riding on the road and I love doing group rides. So you just, it it all comes with it.
1: Yeah. So uh, everyone who listens to this podcast know that I rode my bike across the United States a couple of years ago. Actually, it was just last year. And we started in San Diego. And what was funny is um, we stayed at an RV park and we asked somebody, you know, how close are we to the actual ocean? Because we want to dip our tires, kind of like you do on RAGBRAI. We want to do it in San Diego. And then when we got to Florida, and the guys all like, just follow this path, it's not that far. It was 11 miles before we got to the ocean. It's all relative what far is. (laughs) And we got lost several times because I'm sure to people who live there, there's a great trail system. We just didn't know our way around, but gosh, it was so funny. And then we finally get there and we're like, oh my God, now we have... 3,000 miles to to get to Florida. But you got the official dip, right? (laughs) We did. There you go. I mean, it's all about, you know, the Instagram and the Strava. So we got both of those. So nice. (laughs) Um, So I, uh, of course, you know, interviewed you when we talked about uh, a world record that you still hold to this day. And um, like you mentioned, when we first started talking, we are getting to bike together right now. Actually, I hear a bicycle. Is that a bicycle we hear? No, No, but I think that's coming from one of those catamarans out there. Oh, nice. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we are on a bicycle tour right now. Uh, We're midweek, and like you said, we're in Key Largo, Florida, in the Keys. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's called the Rum Runner Tour, and I've mentioned it on a couple episodes, but um, what do you think of it so far? Oh, my gosh.
2: Well, first of all, no matter what you do, when you're on a bicycle, it is great, number one number two it's with the people that you're around and my gosh this group oh it's like a family it is the second family yeah. same group um, that I've ridden with over at RAGBRAI also ride the Rockies mm-hmm. and so it is like you know I, I so my joke about this one it's sort of like
1: adult winter break
2: <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of cycling yes. and your buddies and drinking <laughs> yes
1: and we're lucky enough right now to have beautiful sunshine and all just beautiful weather yes I can
2: I do with a little less humidity but I guess that's sort of what happens in Florida yeah you have to just roll with it yeah
1: we both been joking about our extra curly hair this week (laughs) okay so tell the listeners um, again we will reference the first episode where we talked about your world record but give us like the maybe a little more than the elevator speech but tell everybody what project speed is and was uh, well, ironically, that we wore the Project yes, Speed jerseys, the jerseys today. Yes, we heard the jerseys on today. We
2: sort of tried to do matchy matchy with some of the people who had the same type of jerseys. Yep. And today was the Project Speed jersey. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the land speed record. Um, and I did that in 2018. Yeah. And it is a drafting record. So I was able to do 183.9 miles an hour behind a dragster and I beat the men's record two uh, two years prior I had set the women's record and came back out and then beat the men's record with a dragster Um, and I still hold it so it's over five years as of right now and ironically I had a guy come out and not in the U.S. but he's in the UK and he has done a lot of uh, land speed record Drafting and a lot of different iterations of vehicles and also bicycles. And he actually, in 2019, so a year after I I broke the men's record, he was attempting to break my record, but only broke the men's men's record. record? (laughs) Oh, no way. (laughs) So I officially am the overall record holder, but he went and he did 174 point something miles an hour in 2019. But in all fairness, he needs to come out to Bonneville, which is where I did it. And that's where he would be able to have the true distance to go faster. So I do believe the overall record that I hold will go down, um, oh. as, as is all records are meant you're to right, be broken. You're right, you're right, you're right. You know, that's what I did. I went after somebody else's record. So yeah. um, I, when he does that, then I will I will be able to own probably the rest of my life the world's fastest woman on a bicycle. So wow. it's funny when people introduce me, oh, the world's fastest woman. I'm like, that's technically true, but I'm actually the world's fastest human human <laughs> yes so I am um, I, I totally own that for the for as long as I can hold on to it oh
1: for sure and just to be specific you know you said that there's a dragster and you're drafting behind it but you're physically on a bicycle a two-wheeled mm-hmm. no motor in it you are on pedaling a bicycle and you were able to get up to well actually you got up over 183.9 yep. but that's a side story I guess yep. but you maintained it
2: yes wow. and and Yeah, the drafting record is it's very important for people to understand it takes about five miles to get up to speed. I start from a dead stop. First uh, first mile is being towed to 110 miles an hour so I can release because it's a single-gear bike. And so then I release and spend the next four miles increasing. But that last full mile I did in 19 seconds.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's just amazing. I mean, I can't even, besides being in a plane, I can't think of any anything that can compare to that and you are just in your what did you say it was a kangaroo leather? It, it,
2: kangaroo leather uh, motorcycle outfit yeah but they had to modify it because motorcyclists don't have to pedal oh. and they had to modify
1: it so for breathability and, and could also flex. the flexibility oh my gosh it's just wow congratulations I mean that's Thank just like the and it
2: is on a regular bicycle you were mentioning yeah. that sorry I, I, I overshadowed that but yeah. yeah so the it is a seven foot long a bicycle with 17-inch rims. They're actually motorcycle 2.0 width rims, and that's what we're using. Um, Everything is not really necessarily uh, geared, or not geared for, but tested for the speeds we did. So it was a lot of piecemealing of, oh, this should work
1: together. And it worked. It did. (laughs) Two more things I want to ask you before we get to the newest record that you have broken is one is how do you communicate? How did you communicate with the driver of that dragster? Because that had to have been pretty um, nerve wracking for them to be driving as fast as they were driving and to know that a human being on a bicycle is right behind them.
2: Yeah, So two elements about that. First of all, there was no uh, physical communication as far as uh, two-way radio or anything of that nature. Oh, okay. We tried doing that in 2016 because I had the same race car driver, Shea Holbrook, in 2016 and also in 2018. So okay. for both my women's record and then the overall record. Um, she was unable to we were unable to get the actual two-way communication to work but what she did have two video cameras so she was able to watch and she really learned my body language mm. and so she knew when i was hurting or when i was taking it easy what i could handle and that was the really the method of communication for her to see me and then for the, her to communicate with me was lights and the oh. only thing she could do is flick sensor or flick uh, these switches and she would light up mile marker one. So it was a light would come on for one light would come on for two all the way up to so five and they'd knew. flash. Okay. So, cause I can't see what's going on because sure. it's a salt flash sure, and I don't see that little thing going right by my, you know, by me so quickly. Cause I'm so focused at the center, the center of the vehicle.
1: Right. Oh, amazing. And then the second thing I wanted to ask about that is, is there a place, I already know the answer to this, but is there a place that people can actually see you do it
2: yes so it, basically I always tell people because a lot of times they won't remember the name they, they won't remember the speed but if you just literally google world's fastest human on a bicycle which <laughs> is pretty easy to remember yeah my name will come up Denise Mueller yeah and and there's tons of videos there was lots of amazing press coverage and two different 16 and 20 minute documentaries little doc- mm-hmm. docu. You know documentaries that people can watch
1: awesome and i can tell you there are times i've watched the video many times um, probably before I even knew you I just was like yeah. curious about it there are times when I'm holding my breath because yep. I'm just like oh my god oh my god is she gonna okay she's doing it she's doing it so well even
2: I know that what the outcome is and everybody else knows because you <laughs> see me up there right yeah. I'm, I'm alive but even the, it's like watching a movie and watching a scary movie yeah. type of thing you're like oh oh, oh. <laughs> and if you really really look one of them hopefully shows uh, my knee, th- I had to thrust my knee to one direction to sort of get away from one side of the fairing oh. um, during one of the 183 mile runs. Oh, so, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that was a little, little sketchy, but wow. Okay, I, so I, I survived.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, speaking of sketchy, you just broke another world record and it was also bicycle related. And to me, it was even, I don't know, it was even a little bit the same sort of challenge and risk but you were with other women. So there are now five of you going crazy speeds in this (laughs) contraption. I believe it's called a sprocket rocket, right? So tell us about that one. So I love
2: to drag friends along with crazy (laughs) things, you know, why not? Why not keep it to yourself? Just (laughs) share with others. Uh, but the irony is, I, I, for those that are old enough to remember the li- life commercials, there was the Mikey. Yeah, there was the little Mikey, the little brother Mikey that says, <laughs> "Yeah, hey Mikey, you know I don't want to try it. You try it. No, here, Mikey, Mikey will try it. He'll try anything." <laughs> well, um, I, you know, you do a land speed record, and people know you're crazy enough to do something that <laughs> out there, and it sort of attracts other craziness. So I was asked to do to to be the captain of this five woman, or actually five, it, it for us, it was five women. At the time when I was asked, it was five men in this mm. 45 foot long, 750 pound, you know, human powered tandem.
1: Mm. If,
2: if you think of a tandem bicycle, two cyclists are in sync with each other and the pedals are in sync. Yeah. However, this tandem is Five Five of us, and we're all in a recumbent or laying back position Mm -hmm. because it's the most aerodynamic. And if you look at this thing, it looks just like a rocket. Yeah. And that's why it's called the sprocket rocket. Yeah, There's it totally does. inside and a rocket look on the outside. It has four points of contact onto the ground, so we don't have to balance, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we're completely enclosed. I am in the driver's seat or the captain's seat in the front, and I am in charge of the front brakes and also the video on steering. So I am st- seeing outside through little, cam- little TV screens.
1: Oh, so instead of you actually physically seeing outside you're looking at a computer screen yep. or a, or some sort of monitor yep. that shows you where you're going wow it makes
2: it to where there's no wind drag because I'm completely covered okay and, and was that also done at the salt flats no that one was done at battle mountain but it was also on a five mile completely flat course ah. but it was no drafting it was all human powered we start from zero okay we get a hand push and believe me Pushing a 750 pound thing with, that was without the weight of five women. Oh my
1: gosh. (laughs) It
2: definitely, you get probably about a five mile an hour push, and that's about it. But by the time we finish our five miles, we do the exit 200 meters. And we accomplished getting 61.94 miles an hour, which was beating the women's record by over, I believe they said 17 miles an hour.
1: Oh, my gosh.
2: That had been standing for years. So we got the women's record. We got the quad bike record, which is to have four different uh, wheels touching the ground, Mm -hmm. four different spots. And then we got within 0.98 miles an hour of the 1980 men's record their record is from 1980 and we got so close but the wow. irony is when we set the when we reset the women's record that day was the exact same day 7 years later than when I set the women's record at Bonneville for oh, drafting oh wow so it wow. was ironic the exact same day 7 years apart
1: and how did you find these four women to do this with you
2: well i got asked in 2019 to do this sprocket rocket and i hemmed and hawed and I finally said yes about November of 2022 Got and on. it took quite a bit for me to to be able to say yes only because it was another it was another goal and another challenge that I needed to do but I when I when I said yes he said okay now you need to find four women because oh, the engineers geez. is Ivan Gunderson and Chuck Johnson okay and they were the ones who engineered this built it as their own dream to see a world record be made on it and so when they said that, I was, I was sharing with a cycling group that I go on, and one of the ladies who's 60-plus plus years old, mm-hmm. um, who is a phenomenal athlete, I was telling her, and I watched that glint in her eye, and I looked over, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, would you be interested in being one of the riders? So that's really where it started, because I'm 50, and the, she's 60-plus, and her other friend, who used to be a cycling teammate of mine when racing, Um, She said yes also. So now we had three over the age of 50. And Ah. so at that point in time, I said, you know what? I want to keep the entire Sprocket Rocket over Over the age of 50. And I found another friend of mine who is an amazing athlete, world champion pursuiter on the velodrome with a team pursuit. And she said yes, and then I said, "Okay, now we just need one more." She says, "I got the perfect one—one one of my teammates." Oh, so, wow, we our average age was 60 years old
1: for five women, and we set that dang record. That is amazing. And how do you like? Uh, I don't know if all five of you were able to be together, but how do you train for something like that?
2: Yes, yeah, so much like the, much like doing the drafting land speed record, there's no way to emulate that. Yeah. Uh, we did do some specialized exercises in the gym to, re, to you know, because a recumbent is a very different bicycle than a than a regular stand up mm-hmm. bicycle or sitting on a regular bicycle. So we did have to do some specialty exercises, but we all did our own individual training. Ah. We couldn't get in there. We did two runs uh, a, a few months prior where we took it out and sort of did, you know, on the, on some roads that were a little deserted, that were as flat as could be, that. We, we took it out there and went 50 miles an hour at, at that point, but there's no way that you can go out and train together on it. So we really just showed up. The event's a week long, so we knew that we were going to get lots of runs in attempting this record and sort of fine-tune it while we were out there.
1: And did you feel like you got better each time, like you were kind of figuring each other out kind of? Yes. yes. The
2: biggest thing was... There are some mashers, like me. I love big gears. And then some of the other riders were spinners. And this is a true, totally connected tandem. Or quad, not quad. I have to come up with the right word for five, because quad would be four. Uh, Where you are all connected doing the exact same cadence. Okay. And so we had to try high gear, low gear, because also recumbent position is very different on the recruitment of the muscles Mm -hmm. and how you're able to push that wattage. And so we we tested out a lot of things. But the best thing, the most amazing thing was the fact that there was zero drama. All of us were so, okay, what do we do next? How do we improve this? And we kept trying because we had seven days to be able to do that. Wow.
1: Wow. Again, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Another crazy feather in my cap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know, I mean, I know you well enough to know that you have done a gazillion other crazy things, even in the last 12 months. Like, (laughs) I won't even get into all of them. You can go to Denise's Instagram page and probably figure out all the things that she's done. But, like, what are some highlights that you can share with the listeners? Maybe some cycling highlights.
2: Cycling highlights. Well, right this year, most amazing opportunity, I've had four seven-day bicycle adventures. Oh, nice. Um, the very first one was actually Ragbri. No, it was Ride the Rockies. OK. So I'll get back to that one in a moment because there's something special about that one. So I did Ride the Rockies. I did RAGBRAI. I did this Challenge Athlete Foundation, San Francisco, San Diego. And then now I'm in the midst of Run Runner. So yeah. that is four seven-day-long bicycle events, which is absolutely amazing to be able to do. But the one that kicked that off is... Uh, ride the Rockies. Yes. And th- there's a really interesting story that comes with that because a lot of people think, okay, you're just this phenomenal athlete. You're good at yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you're the fastest Anyone. human yeah. on a bicycle.
2: Yeah. Anybody who knows me that knows that I whine about going uphill. <laughs> so, and, and if you listened about the fact that I live in San Diego, that's sea level. Yeah. So
1: I went to ride the Rockies. And, I was, and let's say ride the Rockies is Mountain pass after mountain pass. It's Colorado. I mean, it is exactly what it says. You are riding the Rockies. We we
2: went over Berthold Pass. Yes. Continental Divide. Like, I think it was 11,800 feet,
1: right? Yeah, yeah.
2: So, first of all, I feel altitude at 1,000 feet because I'm from sea level. Secondly, I don't like going uphill. So, I had the great opportunity to ride the entire event all all seven of the days. And my friend, Kevin Miller... Had uh, lent me a bike because he's from Colorado and he was only riding the first couple of days. And he had his e-assist and had lent me one of his standard road bikes. Well, the first two days that he was there, I was holding on to him, or he was pushing me up some of the hills mm-hmm. because honestly, I couldn't breathe. And when he t- he left uh, the event, and I was going to end up riding the rest of the days, he said, "You know what? Just take my e-assist." And I'm telling you, it was eye-opening because we also had the Davis-Finney-Parkinson Foundation Mm. there. And they were also one of the speakers at the Prologue, and they spoke about the fact of don't have anybody make fun of somebody who's on an E-assist because Uh. it's an adaptive device. It allows people who have other issues, whether it's Parkinson's, whether it's heart issues, what have you Mm -hmm. to still be able to ride and be able to get that exercise. Mm -hmm. And so I was really touched, but that I hadn't used the e-bike and I, and I announced it right there. I said, listen, I'm going to be using an e-bike or E-assist bike the rest of this ride. And I'm telling you, I don't think I do ride the, the Rockies. It, I, I, I don't think I'd do it without the ESS. Yeah. And so I'm a huge proponent on looking at the ESS bike as an adaptive device. Just like when I did Challenge Athlete Foundation, you're, you're looking at riders that need a prosthetic to mm-hmm. be able to ride. Mm-hmm. You're looking at all the different adaptive devices to allow people to literally be part of the athletic society, mm-hmm. to be out there uh, doing good for their their body even their mind and so for me i'm a huge proponent about e-bikes and e-assists and being able to still be out there
1: wow and to be able to say i'm the fastest human on a bicycle and i've done an event on an e-assist bike
2: and i probably wouldn't do it on a normal bike at, yeah <laughs> i was
1: gonna say and you had a blast and yep. it's probably something that if you would have been on a bike that didn't have assist e-assist um there's a chance you probably wouldn't go back
2: um, or I probably wouldn't have even finished it.
1: Uh, sure. I would have probably
2: sagged yeah. half the days or half of the rides all the days. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. it was that, that much of a difference for oh, me. Oh, wow. Wow. But I'm, I'm really fast on the flats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're really fast anytime, whether, no matter what <laughs> bike you're Not a <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, what's like. If people want to follow you, figure out... I mean, we already talked about finding the video of you making that land speed record. Where can they find more information about you?
2: Well, on Instagram and also Facebook, it is at FireCycle, just as it's normally spelled. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am also going to be doing some... I have inspired183.com, which is not going to be up until the beginning of 2024. So this is like... Uh, a secret scoop, yes, yeah, awesome. And with that, um, I'm going to be putting together a podcast <gasps> that is uh, on the horizon. So I have to, I do the whole, you know, the planning, planning for that. Yeah. But it's going to be also about inspirational stories.
1: Okay, very because good. The other
2: element that I do is inspirational speaking, and that's what that po- that's what that website is going to be about. Okay. is my being able to speak about my history, what I've done, but being able to speak at corporate events and talking about getting people back into the game of life because i basically did 20 years 23 years of being off the bike Mm. um doing the corporate thing running a business raising a family and ended up getting back on the bike and doing this record and i can literally put together all the little dots from one inspiration of three ladies at the gym that did their first marathon that Uh. inspired me to do my first marathon that got me literally to all i connected all the dots of the people i met along the way got back with john howard working with me and to do this land speed record so i would love to see people be able to get back into the game of life who's basic who've basically given up they're going okay this is what life's going to be and it's like uh uh-uh, uh you can make a change
1: wow and at any age i mean yep. you and i are both oh wait did we already discuss if how oh, old I'm we are 50 okay i'm the same age as Ragbri. i oh
2: <laughs> we we're both born the same year <laughs>
1: Um, and you mentioned that you did RAGBRAI, like, I'm assuming it was a 10 out of 10 because it always is, but how was your ragbri experience? Oh, uh, well. Even with the heat
2: and okay, the storm and. So, so huge shout out to, so one of my, I have two wonderful sponsors, KHS, who has been wonderful for the bicycle and Primal. And those are my two sort of like lifetime sponsors, lifetime ambassador for them. And so in 2018, after I did the speed record, Dave with Primal said, okay, Dave Edwards said, Denise, anytime you want to do RAGBRAI, you can be with us. And I'm like, okay. And so I always remembered that. So in January of 2021, I reached out and said, Hey Dave, is that (laughs) offer still available? (laughs) And so RAGBRAI 2021 was my very first. I had heard about RAGBRAI when I was a teenager. Ah, Really? Because there were some friends that were from Iowa that Moved to San Diego, and so they talked about this ride, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's really interesting," and so I've—it's one of those, you know, epic, you know, must-dos, and so doing that in 2021, I did it with the the you know, friends of Primal, and oh my gosh, it was unbelievable and from that point on it was like I'm hooked I'm doing this every year that that's adult summer camp
1: <laughs> yes for sure yeah and it's such a different experience than a lot of what you do I mean you used to race all the time and then you are probably training for something all the time as well and then you come to RAGBRAI where you know you guys do you know power through. You, you do some pretty intense biking, but you also enjoy all the things that Iowa has to offer as far oh, as yeah food and fun and drinking and partying and the whole works. What
2: I absolutely love is there's something for everyone in those events. For sure. There's there's the super fast riders that want to, like, make a challenge for Mm themselves. And then there's the kids that are doing their very first long ride that they've ever done, that they've been training for. There's the parents out there. There's... The people dressed up
1: in all sorts of costumes. And then (laughs) wait, I think you've been in a tutu. Oh yes. Well (laughs) this this
2: past year I decided to wear a tutu every day that matched my kit. So yeah. It was it was fun. Um but the beauty of you know, you can't duplicate what happens in Iowa because you're going through these farming communities mm-hmm. and they are so ultimately blessed to have rag Brake go through because the route isn't the same every year yeah. and so there's the people that are on their farm and it's like the highlight mm-hmm. to have these riders come through they'll have things at the side of the road that they're putting up their own money and their own stuff to have riders stop there mm-hmm. they have slip and slides and i mean all i mean the most amazing things and i love that community yeah. and it's like you just can't replicate that and I think there's the history that 50 years you know 50 years of RAGBRAI oh my gosh so yeah, I, I definitely look forward to that one every year. I was gonna say you'll be coming back, right? Oh, yeah, for
1: RagBri 51. Oh, that's yeah. that's the guarantee. <laughs> and we definitely need to give a shout out to Dave Edwards again because um, not only is he you know a sponsor for you, or is that the right word? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Not only is he a sponsor for you, but he's also the official jersey of RagBri. Primal yeah. Wear is the official jersey. So um, everyone out there that has purchased a Bride jersey um, is has a little Primal in their closet. Yep. it's always good to have a little primal on you every day (laughs) that's right (laughs) (laughs) well denise thank you so much for coming on the podcast and taking time out of uh, the rum runner tour Um, we have what three we think we have three more days of biking you know how when you bike every day that's all you have to do we're we're like every all of us are like what day is today and what time is it but yeah i
2: think our little uh, bands say ride rum repeat
1: yes ride rum repeat so <laughs> i have not had any rum yet today have you
2: Nope, not today yeah it might
1: be time so anyway thank you so much for coming on the podcast oh thank you again Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us
0: with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at JustGoBikePodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media
1: at JustGoBike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then,
0: Just just go bike!